Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 105 of the PATH Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us on the PATH today. Continuing on in the book of Revelation, Revelation 14. Last week we got this great reprieve and celebration. Uh, and then today, uh, th- this week, we, we get some um, really sobering reminders from John. But then also an encouragement to keep walking forward in faith, keep moving, keep enduring and doing what God has called us to do. Um, so, Derek, um, take a moment and just kind of recap what the these messages that we hear from these three angels. And then why is it <clears throat> that we find hope in that as believers? Yeah. Yeah. So what we talked about yesterday was, you know, sometimes um, it, if we don't understand the bad news, it's hard to understand how good the good news is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, we we see in these messages ultimately good news, but it's hard to tell because it's wrapped up in some bad news. Yeah. And sometimes the bad news can jolt us in a way that we fail to see the good news that's there. Yeah. <clears throat> These three messages ultimately are about um, judgment that will come for anyone who's not in Christ. But um, these three messengers, these three angels, um, share with the whole world you know, this me- message of a coming calamity mm. and the good news that is is still available. Um, so the first angel, you know, it says that, or John lets us know that uh, he's flying overhead with the eternal gospel to announce to the inhabitants of the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. And he spoke with a loud voice, and he says, fear God and give him glory. Well, fear God and give him glory may not seem like good news in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that the word gospel means good news. Yeah. So I think that the gospel is implicit here, not explicit. So I think John knows that the audience that he's writing to knows what the gospel is. So he just mm-hmm. jumps into, because the gospel is good, you should fear God and give him glory and worship him, right? Yeah. Uh, but then he says, because the hour of his judgment has come. Mm-hmm. So that that you know, could sound like bad news, but the gospel is good news. The gospel is good news because the impending judgment to come is avoidable because of Christ. We talked about that yesterday. We, um, uh, I got this from Mark Dever. I, uh, I like it. It's just four things to remember. God, man, Christ responds. Mm -hmm. God is infinitely worthy of all our praise, honor, and glory because he's the creator of all things. Mm -hmm. Man is, uh, creating the image of a God, uh, however, was marred by his sin and because of his sin is worthy of eternal punishment because God judges sin. Christ died on the cross, became, uh, you know, in human flesh, you know, God, 100% God, 100% man, and he died to sin and gave us an opportunity through his cross and his resurrection to have sin defeated in our lives yeah and then response we respond we respond to christ and everyone everywhere is invited to trust in christ um 
and commanded that they should trust in him mm-hmm. um, for the forgiveness of their sins. So the gospel is there. The gospel is an opportunity for everyone. And that's what this angel is proclaiming. And because the gospel is good, fear God and turn to him mm-hmm. because judgment's coming. The calamity's coming. Yeah. So it's a warning. Right. A, and a warning is good. But a warning is hard. It's hard to hear. It's hard to know. and Hard to understand that like, this really... Bad situation is coming. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that's the the importance between uh, a warning and an announcement. Yeah. Um, a warning is, hey, this is coming if you don't do this. Yeah. Um, and uh, or if you don't turn towards God in this situation, and so, um, I, I think one of the most beautiful things in here is that yeah, she could look at this and be like, how in the world mm-hmm. could this be good? And yet, there's <clears throat> still there's still mercy in this. Mm-hmm. Like God's God's grace and mercy is still there. That. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, listen, this is coming. This is pretty much your last chance, but yeah. you still have one more chance. Well, it's not just to the remnant of the believers right. that are there. So that you know, fear God and, and worship Him only it makes sense mm-hmm. if, you know, um, if it's bad news, but hey, it's good news for you. No, mm-hmm. no, it's, it is going out to every tribe, nation, and tongue. So mm-hmm. like it was very explicit that it went over all the earth. This yeah. gospel mas- message is kind of like, you know, in a way, you know, kind of this final warning. It's yeah. Like one more chance, you know. Yep. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I, that to me is good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second angel and his message is corresponding to the first. <clears throat> but he tells us it's fallen. Babylon, the great is fallen. She made all the nations drink the wine of her sexual immorality, which brings wrath, right? So it's like. What does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't understand what Babylon means and who Babylon is, then you understand. Well, right. that's a good thing because basically, uh, God's messenger, this angel, is saying the kingdom of this world is kaputs. Yeah, they're done. That's what Babylon is significant of. Like at that mm-hmm. you know time, it's not like Babylon's going to exist again. It's it's Babylon throughout Scripture is indicative of a world system that is controlled by Satan, essentially. Right. Yeah. And that's what the angel is saying. It's like, hey, this this kingdom, this opposing kingdom that tried to get everybody uh, drunk with you know power and lust, mm-hmm. they're dead. Yeah. And that's infinitely good news for the church. Right. Because the church is not going to have to deal with that any longer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, temptation and sin and and this, you know, desire to constantly coming after us, trying to get us to um to fall into his trap and snare and, yeah. and, and be and be stuck, but also the rest, you know, uh, that their power that power is gone. Yeah. From them, so, and then the third angel again with a corresponding message says, and this this one's the hardest, right? Mm-hmm. This one's the most difficult because it means the actuality of what God has said all along that yeah. anyone who chooses essentially darkness over light. Um, will suffer the consequences. Yeah, that's hard. We don't like that, right? We don't like it, and we shouldn't because we know people that that applies to. If it were to happen today, like right. we we understand that if this moment and where God closes out all you know, of human history, mm-hmm. um, you know there are people we love <clears throat> that face that judgment, and that's right. tough. Right, but it should. It should be good news in a way because there's still chance. Yeah, there's still an opportunity, and there's still work to be done for you and me in the church. Mm-hmm. And that you know, you know exactly 
how John ends this section, you know, obviously Jesus revealing it to him. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know, you, you the church, he says, he take, kind of turns to the church and says, you got to endure. Yeah. You got to keep going. And uh, if you die, you know, you die in the Lord. You mm-hmm. know, so. Um, hmm. And, you know, exciting yesterday, the Lord really was moving in our congregation and moving in, uh, through our worship service. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what God was dealing with people exactly. I can only know my own heart, but it is, it's compelling to say, you know what, there are people that I know yeah. that need to know the Lord. And uh, it really is a great week to initiate, you know, um, my circle, which is our initiative here, mm-hmm. to just help people to identify people in their own circle of influence who don't know Christ yeah. and need prayer and need, you know, us to go and find ways to invite and encourage them and help them to find uh, Christ in their life. And this is a really good, compelling reason to do so. Yeah. Because, you know, there is a real doom that awaits anyone who's, you know, identified themselves with the beast <clears throat> and his uh, ways instead mm-hmm. of uh, instead of Jesus and his ways. Right. And that's what, that's what it means by the, you know, the mark on the forehead. We've already talked about all this because yeah. of uh, the mark of the beast, mark of the forehead or the hand. It's, you know, um, um, you know, identifying yourself with Babylon, with the, the beast, with, uh, the dragon and his you know, mimic kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting to me, you see that Babylon made all the nations drink the wine of her sexual immorality, right, mm-hmm. in verse uh, 8. And then here you see in verse 10 that the person that's received the mark on his word that basically has um, given itself over to Babylon mm-hmm. will also drink the wine of God's wrath. You yeah. know, it's this, this contrasting thing. Hey, you wanted to drink that? And get drunk on that, right? You got to drink is, this too. This is what you're gonna have to drink now. And that, those yeah. are the tough things that we like. Well, <clears throat> you know, um, um, you know, how could this be true? You know, isn't God gracious and merciful? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, but everyone can only put up with so much, right. and God is gracious and merciful He's because gracious He gracious to the utmost. Yeah. He gives us time and time and time and time and time mm-hmm. and time again with breath in our lungs at this very moment in history, yeah. it is an opportunity of grace. Yeah. The grace of the Lord to, um, you know, for, for the um, um, opportunity once more to hear the gospel mm-hmm. and respond. So, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, um, I think, you know, we don't like to hear stuff that's, you know, verses 6 to 11 here of just this, the judgment that's going to come, but really this shouldn't surprise us. No. I mean, it's <clears throat> all along through Scripture. I mean, beginning in Genesis mm-hmm. three, yeah. God is very clear of like, hey, there's there's going to be a consequence um, yeah. to to your behavior, and um, you know, the the entire story of Scripture is. I love you enough to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. to turn away from that. Yeah. I love you enough to give you an opportunity to change your ways. I love you enough enough to give you an opportunity to turn toward me. Mm-hmm. But there will come a time when yeah. that opportunity is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I think that it's um, it's hard to listen to passages like this sometimes, I think it's really important for us to listen to it because, like you and I were talking before we started recording, that 
it's important to know what we were saved from to be able to fully celebrate what we've been saved to in mm-hmm. Christ. Um, and, you know, apart from the grace of God, th- this is our faith, our, our fate as well, that, yeah. that we, um, we, we have to face this judgment and we have to drink that cup of wrath. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, thankfully, as followers of Christ, Jesus drank that cup for us. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to drink that cup. Um, but at the same time, the, the thing that my mind focuses in on is, is verses 12 and 13, where John, the Holy Spirit through John is saying to us, hey, you got to endure through this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I know this is hard to listen to, but endure through this. Continue in the task that you've been mm-hmm. given. Continue living for the Lord. Continue sharing the message of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I, I love how, um, how it ends here on this quote from the Spirit. It says, the, Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow them. Mm-hmm. That um, as, we, as we live and die in Christ, as we live and die sealed by the Holy Spirit, that our labor is not in vain. Mm-hmm. That whether we see results or not that we want to see, mm-hmm. our labor is not in vain if we're doing it in the, in the Lord. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, um, that's a really encouraging thing to me. Um, that not only is a passage like this gracious and merciful to those who are not believers, but it's also gracious and merciful to those who are believers to say, hey, listen, keep going, man. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep keep doing the work that's been set before you so that um, God is glorified in that. And there will come a, mom- a moment when you do get to rest from those labors. Yeah. You mentioned Genesis 3. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think this is why biblical theology is so important. Absolutely, yeah. Because we understand the storyline of Scripture, that like this is the mm-hmm. inevitable end, right? Yeah. But God is gracious time and time again when human beings uh, fail yeah. and falter. And ultimately, you know, human. what you see throughout human history is that no matter how many times God put a human being or human beings as the um, um, you know the person the person or people that would represent us before God mm-hmm. they all failed yeah which makes Jesus Christ all the more beautiful because yeah. he said okay it's finally time um, m- you know me in my uh, um, deified form and you know godhead i'm I'm the god i'm god but i'm also going to put on flesh Mm -hmm. and represent people perfectly you know unlike um moses abraham israel Mm -hmm. uh, adam and eve every single one who failed time and time and time again and so we have to realize we don't put our hope in and and um um in in our you know the ability to, you know, be faithful to God in a human being, including ourselves, we put it in Christ. Yeah, and I think you know we I mentioned this in the message yesterday in John chapter three, and it, I think it's just a beautiful picture of Jesus kind of foreshadowing mm-hmm. this moment of judgment to a man named Nicodemus who yeah. had placed him, placed his faith in himself or mm-hmm. in the religious. Right, leaders of the day, and he comes to Jesus kind of in the darkness of night to kind of say, "You're saying some stuff that's really resonating with me, but I've got to figure it out." You know? yeah. yeah, and so Jesus basically tells him, "Like, hey, remember how Moses had that serpent? Mm-hmm. You know, and he held it up. And anyone that was bitten by the snake looked at it; they were saved." He's mm-hmm. like, uh, John three fourteen says, "Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up." Mm-hmm. 
so that everyone, he's speaking of himself, of Christ, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. So that's good news, right? For God so loved the world. We know this one. Yeah. We God so loved the world that he gave, you know, his one and only son so that whoever believes in him <laughs> will not perish but have eternal life. Good news. Mm-hmm. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but save it through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. Good news. Mm-hmm. But anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment. Mm-hmm. The light has come into the world. And Jesus is the light. And people love the darkness rather yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we see here in, yeah. you know, in 14 is that these people could not go to the light because they were so enamored yeah. with darkness. And, um, and Jesus, you know, foreshadowed that in John chapter 3. Yeah. It's foreshadowed throughout all Scripture. Um, and that's biblical theology. Yeah, we shouldn't be surprised. Right. But there's good news because there's a way out. Mm-hmm. God sent His one and only Son. That whoever believes in Him, whoever looks to Him, like those yeah. in the wilderness look to the serpent, whoever trusts in Him <clears throat> would be forgiven, would be saved, mm-hmm. would not perish and have eternal life. And that yeah. is available to people. Absolutely. And we are... This, we are the Jesus lifters, mm. right? We yeah. are the light shiners. We reflect the light of Christ to the world we're in now so that whoever looks to him and trusts in him and calls to him and believes on him will be saved, yeah. will be forgiven, and will not perish. Mm-hmm. And so that makes our job all the more important yeah. because this day hasn't come yet. Revelation chapter 14, mm-hmm. like this... You know, this impending doom is still a ways off. We don't know. You know yeah, we don't know exactly how we, long. No, it's impending. It's coming. It's, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, uh, probably, I mean, it's definitely closer now than it ever has been. And sure. tomorrow will be even closer. But we, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But as long as we we have life in our lungs and, uh, you know, uh, strength in our bones, we should be telling people. Yeah that uh, there is a way out, that there is um, a lifted Savior they can look to. There's a light mm-hmm. that's shining in the midst of darkness, and all they have to do is walk toward it. Yeah, so. yeah that's a great point. I think a, a, a really beautiful side note to this passage from John 3 um, is just the the assurance, or the reassurance that it's okay for us to have questions about um, about the message of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That Nicodemus, a very learned man, mm-hmm. I mean, very mm-hmm. very well-educated, high member of society, is a yeah. member of the Sanhedrin, yeah. and he comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, I, I've i got some questions that I yeah. need answered here. And Jesus does not in any way scoff at that. Mm-hmm. He says, well, let, let me help explain it to you. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that's a that's a real um, encouragement for us that mm-hmm. when people when we're sharing the message of the gospel and people come to us and say hey listen I got some questions I, yeah. I need help understanding here absolutely let's yeah. let's talk about it let's yeah. look, let's walk through it um, and and I think that's that's part of the endurance that we need to continue doing the work that mm-hmm. there's going to be times when somebody may ask you a really difficult question yeah. that you got to go do some study for or mm-hmm. you need to go ask somebody who may know a little oh, more yeah. than you you know oh, and yeah. and that's okay that's yeah. okay and, and um and so i think that that's a that's a beautiful encouragement for us that oh, yeah. that it's okay to to have questions and and 
to need some deeper understanding, even for us as believers, to go, I just I need to get some deeper understanding on what, mm-hmm. what I'm being called to do here as a follower of Christ. So. Well, and it's okay that we don't fully understand Revelation 2 and yeah, have it all buttoned yeah. up. Right. Because the admonition is that we should study this passage, <clears throat> this, this, this book. We should neglect it. Yeah. We should d- dive in. But, you know, there's no p- promise that we'll have all the answers right. right away either. You know, I mean, I've been a student of Scripture. Uh, well, I mean, I've been saved since I was six years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, over 30 years that I've, you know, tried to figure these things out. And guess what? There's a lot <laughs> yeah. that when I read Scripture now... It like it illuminates to me in a way that it never has. It's passages mm-hmm. that I've read before, you know, sure. and that's just how God's word works. Mm-hmm. It it speaks to us when we need it at the time that we need it, yeah. and sometimes speaks in different ways. Nothing has changed about the word. Right. What's changed is us. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's great to ask questions because that's the way you learn. Yeah. You know, that's the way exactly. we find out more. And so, yeah, I would I would say it's okay that you know. We, we do, we're digging through Revelation, and we're going to finish this thing, you know, at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guarantee you that we won't have it all answered. We won't have <laughs> right. it all figured out. Right. And, you know, it's probably something we can come back to in three or four more years or sure. whatever permits and discover new things and yeah. realize new things and understand new things, you mm-hmm. know, as well. So. But we will have a little bit better understanding than we did beforehand. Yeah, we yeah. will. And, which yeah. Is, and that's all you can ask for is progress. Yeah. like. God doesn't God doesn't expect perfection from us, but He doesn't Mm-mm. expect progress. No, let us keep moving and growing yeah, in Him. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Well, here's where we turn it over to you. What questions or thoughts do you have about this passage? Um, who, who are some people within your circle that come to mind that um, you are compelled to go share the gospel with now? Um, we'd love to hear about that. We'd love to pray for you in that, to help you walk through that, to help you um, maybe identify those people in your circle, but then also to help you reach out to those people in your circle uh, that you might share the, the truth of the gospel with them. We'd love to do that. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life. Uh, we would interact with you there, or you could comment right on this YouTube video. We'd love to interact with you. It would really help the podcast a lot if you would share it on, on Facebook or, or on any other social media so that other people might see it and the work to get out there. Um, but we'll continue next week looking uh, at the remainder of Revelation 14. Until then, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you'll continue to join us next time as we walk down the path. <laughs>